Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where a pair of weirdos try to steal OP's son. Our next Reddit post is from Living in Fear Mom. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and I'm a single mom to my son, Owen, who's 8. Oh, wow. 24 and 8? That means 8 plus 9 months pregnancy, OP would have had the kid when she was, like, 16? Maybe got pregnant when she was 15? It's been just us since day one. His father isn't in the picture and has been able to avoid child support for years now. Yes, I've tried everything. My own parents disowned me. I had to drop out of high school, and I've worked a myriad of jobs since then to keep us afloat. We aren't on the poverty line by any means, but we definitely live paycheck to paycheck in a one-bedroom apartment. It's not ideal, and I hope within the next couple of years we'll be in someplace bigger. For now, that's our situation. I've raised Owen to know that money isn't everything. We may not have a lot. He won't always have the newest this or that, but we have each other. The two of us are very close. He's never gone without the basics, but I admit he doesn't get a lot of fun extras. I try to save a little here and there to make birthdays and holidays fun, but it's still never anything glamorous. And I think Owen was fine with that. Until recently, anyways. In our area, all the public schools are based on a lottery system, so your child has a fair shot of going to any of them as long as you put in their name. Our neighborhood school is not great, and it's in a pretty sucky area, so I decided to apply him to a different one across town. It's near my job, so it works out. Last year, when he was in second grade, he met Charlie. They began hanging out a lot after school, with Owen going to his place. I met Charlie's parents, Nate and Paige, a couple of times before this began. They seemed very nice and supportive. Owen always had a great time at their house. Charlie occasionally came to our apartment, but usually they were at his place, which made sense. I work, and there's not really much for them to do here, even when I am off work. During summer breaks, it's easy to find childcare, because there are several free or low-cost camps that I can put Owen in. It's the shorter breaks, like Christmas and spring break, when it's harder to find childcare. During spring break of 2022, I managed to just miss registration. Paige is a stay-at-home mom, and she offered to take Owen for the week. I was hesitant to ask so much of her, but she insisted. Owen had a really fun time with them. They did a ton of activities, and Paige refused my attempts to pay her back at least some, which is lucky because I couldn't afford everything. I admit, I did feel a tad uncomfortable with her spending this much on my son, but at the same time, I didn't want to deprive Owen of this stuff. Summer came, and while I did get Owen into camp, he spent a ton of time with Charlie as well. He even ended up going on vacation with them. I was, again, very hesitant, but this experience was something that I could never give Owen, and it wasn't too far away. He had a blast, and I kept telling Nate and Paige that there's no way that I could ever pay them back, and they kept insisting they loved having Owen around. They told me what a great kid he is. Sweet. Respectful. At one point, I pressed Paige as to why she was so insistent on having Owen around so much. That's when she told me that they never planned for Charlie to be an only child, but all attempts at giving him a sibling just didn't happen. They know that Owen will never make up for not having another brother, but if they can give him a consistent playmate so he's not lonely, they'll do it. Should this have been a red flag? Maybe. But at the same time, I found it sweet that the boys considered each other to be brothers. I thought it was innocent. Surely Paige and Nate knew the truth, right? Right?
This continued for a bit, and come Christmas break of 2022, Paige and Nate insisted that I not even bother to try to get Owen into camp, that they would take care of him for me. I was grateful. They ended up getting Owen more Christmas gifts than I did. I tried to set my pride aside knowing that this was about Owen, not me. This is when things finally started to seem off to me. Fast forward to now. Spring break was last week, and this time, Paige and Nate didn't just offer to take care of Owen during the day while I worked. They asked me if Owen could spend the entire week at their house. Honestly, this meant that I could pick up some more shifts and save up for a bike that Owen wants for his birthday, so I said yes. I went to pick him up on Sunday afternoon. The kids were playing out back, so Nate and Paige asked to talk to me. They sat me down and said they love Owen, and he's always such a joy to have. I thanked them profusely for all they'd done for him. Paige suggested that Owen stay a little longer. I pointed out that Easter was Sunday, plus school started up on Monday. They said that they could take him to school. I felt weird and said, no, it's time for Owen to come home. That's when Nate suggested that Owen can stay with them long term. That I could still see him, but they would take care of him. I thought they were joking and said, like, what, you'd be his guardians or something? They got quiet, and the reality rushed over me. I pointed out that this isn't a movie, they can't just get custody. They started spouting off some legal stuff about how I could assign them as guardians and they would help make this transition smooth. They told me to think about Owen and what's best for him. I told them there's no way in hell I'm going to give up my son. I grabbed Owen and we left. I blocked their numbers. Owen has no clue what's going on. I'm keeping him home tomorrow, and I took the day off work to figure some stuff out. Legally, they can't take him. But now I know what they want, and I'm terrified. I do not want him going back to that school. Do we move? I'm so lost, and I feel so stupid because looking back, all the warning signs were there. I know Owen is going to be devastated losing Charlie, Paige, and Nate. How am I ever going to explain it to him? Pause. OP, you said that all the warning signs were there so you felt so stupid. Uh, I've read some pretty bonkers posts across this YouTube channel, so I'm, I'm used to crazy wacky people. I did not see this one coming. I knew something was a little weird, a little fishy, because they're like a little bit too nice, and I couldn't quite figure out what was going on in this post, but I was not expecting them to just be like, hey, so, um, can we have your child? <laughs> A lady whose entire family has abandoned her and all she has going for her in her life is this eight-year-old child whom she loves and adores and sacrifices everything for. Can we have that child, that one thing that you love more than anything else? Can we just, you know, take him? Not because we love him like a son, but because our son needs a playmate. Oh, man. What's so sad about this is we have people trying to basically kidnap someone else's child when there are all these kids in the foster care who would want nothing more than to have a loving family. So why not go through the proper channels instead of just, hey, you know that neighbor who has a kid? Why don't we see if we can take her kid? It's so weird that people think that way. Just adopt. I realize, of course, that adopting is difficult and expensive. It's just... I don't understand why you wouldn't go through the proper channels as opposed to, hey, lady, can we have your child? It's just so weird to me. Our next Reddit post is from Good Minimum. My fiance sat me down the other night. We've been together for three years, living for two together. He asked me if I pooped at work. I laughed because I didn't think that he was being serious, but he told me that he was. 
I said yes, and he asked me how many times. I told him, I don't know, sometimes one time a day, maybe none. He said he's concerned because I don't poop at our house and that it's not healthy, and he wanted me to see a doctor. I told him I poop at home all the time, sometimes with him in the next room. He said, and I quote, You're lying because I'll go in right after you and it doesn't smell and there isn't even a skid mark. I am losing it at this point trying to stop myself laughing. I reminded him that I haven't had a gallbladder since I was 14. I told him I was so self-conscious pooping at school, I learned tricks to not make it as bad. I would put down toilet paper to help reduce the chance of a skid mark and even spray perfume. Now I just use poo-pourri. That night, I didn't do anything to cover up the smell, and he said that he was sorry, he just got concerned. But it was still sweet and no doubt uncomfortable for him to bring it up. Today I got a text from him. The skid mark trick works. Love you. Oh, what a clever trick. I've been pooping in my backyard so no one finds my skid marks, but now that you mention it, this is a much better strategy. Our next Reddit post is from Chandelier Bing. In 2018, my dad told me that he was planning to open a plant shop and asked if I wanted to help since he was still working his full-time job and wouldn't have time to manage the shop. Now, my dad loves plants. The house is filled with them, and he comes home every day after work to care for them and check in on them. He's extremely knowledgeable about them too, and could tell if a plant was sick and how to treat it without ever having gone to school for it. He told me he really wanted to try it and hoped that he could make something out of it. At that point, I had just gotten discharged from the military and wasn't doing much. Plus, it was rare that he would ask me for my help, so I said sure. Within a week or two, we opened the shop. We planned the prices, the stocks, he taught me the basics of how to take care of various plants, how to make terrariums to sell, and everything else I needed to know to run the shop when he wasn't around. We sold succulents, flowers, bonsai, seeds, anything we thought looked fun and interesting. He sourced everything himself. He came by every day when he had a break from work and even offered delivery services to customers. Unfortunately, the shop didn't last long. The rent was expensive and foot traffic was low, so he was essentially bleeding money. It didn't help that he insisted on paying me a full living wage either. Eventually, I couldn't bear to see him work so hard and lose so much money, and I told him I didn't want to do it anymore. The shop then closed, and that was that. I've always felt bad about how it ended, and I regretted how I didn't stick it out longer with this thing that he worked so hard for and loved. I decided that once I'd made enough money in the future, I would help him restart this business. Cut to a few days ago. I casually asked my mom if my dad ever mentioned anything about starting the business again since he was so into it. She was confused at first, then told me the truth. He didn't start the business because he wanted to. He just wanted me to have something to keep me busy. I didn't mention why I was discharged from the military earlier. It was because I'd attempted to end my life after a severe bout of depression. He came up with the business idea while visiting me at the psych ward after I mentioned how doing nothing all day makes me feel worse. He heard this little comment of mine and just went for it. He knew he was going to lose money, but he did it anyways. We're not rich by any means, and he used his savings to do this. My mom wasn't supposed to tell me any of this. He knew that if he told me the truth in the beginning, I would have said no because it was too much trouble. And if I found out now, I would just feel bad. As long as it was something that helped me, he was okay with things as is. 
I don't know what I'm feeling about this. Like most Asian dads and sons, we've never really been affectionate with one another, not with words at least. He's always been more of a silent supporter type, showing up to every achievement and struggle I had. He never said that he cared, but he visited me multiple times a day every day when I was at the psych ward. I want to thank him, but he would be uncomfortable. I want to say I love him, but he would do the boomer equivalent of cringing. I do plan to thank him at some point, but I'm also feeling uncomfortable because that's just not how we do things. In the meantime, though, thank you, Dad. I love you. Aw, that's super sweet, OP. Sounds like you and your dad are a little emotionally constipated, but I hope you can work through it. Our next Reddit post is from FunSelf. I do not like my youngest sister. I'll admit that. She's always been a daddy's girl and never faced a single consequence in her life. While my parents aren't narcissists or abusive, they've always been softer on my younger sister than any of my siblings. She's always been given privileges that were never given to any of the other siblings. It doesn't help that she's a selfish brat who's made it her mission to make all of her siblings' lives as hard as possible growing up. At some point, my younger sister realized that she can just lie and get away with it, or really do anything and not face any consequences. This ranged from petty lying to get all of us in trouble to actual crime. She used to steal any cash she could find from all of us. My parents defended her and brushed it off, even after my oldest sister caught her on camera doing it. My younger sister graduates from high school this year. My parents have been awfully quiet about her academics for the past two years. Despite all their other kids having high marks academically and all now having college degrees, my parents could never stop gushing about my younger sister and how smart she is. Until two years ago when she nearly failed high school by ditching for an entire semester. Her GPA is now abysmal. She's barely graduating from what I've heard. Yet, my parents and my younger sister still thought that she could get into a good school. My younger sister's dream school was Yale with Harvard as a second pick. I am not joking. Despite her graduation quickly approaching, I heard nothing about my younger sister's college plans. As it turns out, she and my parents had kept it a secret because she got accepted into zero of the schools she wanted. They applied to 12, and she only got accepted into one. The school she got accepted to accepts literally anyone with a pulse that can pay. What makes this more cathartic to me and makes me much pettier is when me and my older brother went to college, my father refused to use any of the money that he saved for our college for us. He claimed that because we got scholarships, we didn't need the money, so he would save it for my younger sister. I know for a fact that my youngest sister is distraught right now. The point is moot anyway, because if she did go to college, she would just fail or drop out. But for the first time in her life, she's actually facing consequences, and I am living for it right now. Down in the comments, I love this reply from Snoo Words. I think I would be very petty and give her a Yale hoodie for her high school graduation. Our next Reddit post is from Jelly Belly Fit for Telly. My girlfriend belongs to a group that other people call the bully B-words. And she swears that she's not like her friends. But today, she just like almost ripped someone's entire hair off their head. And it honestly scared me. I don't know what to do. We've been going out for almost a month now. I didn't know her well before we started dating, so I wasn't aware of what those girls were like. 
I told some of my friends that she's my girlfriend, and one was like, Her? Why? She's a bully. She's a B-word. I didn't really see it because she's so sweet and lovely. Her friends, and, well, her too, are loud and playful, always screaming and running somewhere. You know, those types of girls. Anyways, today I was going upstairs to go to my next class. My girlfriend was up ahead with her friends, and I was far behind. I don't think she saw me. As she climbed the stairs, she reached down and grabbed the hair of another girl. I mean yanked hard on her ponytail. The girl yelped in pain, and my girlfriend just kept going upstairs laughing with her friends. About what she did, I assume. It's been bugging me all day, so I texted her and told her that I saw that. I asked her what was that about, and does she know that other people call her and her friends the bully B-words? She said the hair yank was a joke, that the girl whose hair she yanked was her friend, and I misunderstood the situation. That they were just playing. She then got mad at me, saying that I was making a big deal out of nothing. Am I? I don't think so. I don't really like this. I've been bullied a bit myself in elementary school, so I'm a little sensitive about it. It just doesn't sit well with me. OP, um, it sounds like you're really young. I would guess middle school or early high school based on how this story reads. Just dump her, move on with your life. She's a bully. She's not really worth, you know, the time and trouble. In a perfect world, you'd be able to sit her down and show her the error of her ways. In a slightly less perfect world, you could dump her and that would make her realize the error of her ways and she would fix herself. But more than likely, she'll just continue to be a bully. So just dump her, man. Move on. That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.